This is James Walker, and welcome to Real Talk, Real People. This is the podcast that turns the mic over to everyday people to hear what they have to say. Normally, we broadcast from a diner. We've, let's see, we've been at a nonprofit agency, and we've even been inside a private home uh, just to hear what people are, or what they have to say, I should say, about the problems that we face today as a society. Uh, but this week, we're changing things up. We're going to do things a little differently due to some recent changes that are coming that will affect this podcast's future. And they're good changes, folks. And, um, you know, I'm very excited about them. Um, Some of you already know me from my previous work as an editor and newspaper columnist for the New Haven Register. And then um, stuck with me as I expanded into a statewide columnist for Hearst, Connecticut newspapers. You know, I just had um, a habit of stepping on landmines when I wrote um, about different issues because I just refused to bow to, you know, writing in a politically correct manner. Um, because, you know, truthfully, when you're dealing with social issues, you know, the greed of um, corporations, uh, you know, you just can't be politically correct and get your point across. You know, so... Instead of worrying about all this political correctness, I just based my columns on common sense. And I looked at both sides of an issue because that is the way it's supposed to be done. We look at both sides of an issue and then we sit down and we try to come up with a compromise that works for both parties. And I mean, you know, that's the only way that it can be done because, you know, we all have to have a voice. And, you know, that is the big change that is coming here at Real Talk, Real People. I am really excited and really happy to announce that my column is returning to Hearst, Connecticut newspapers the first Sunday after Thanksgiving. That is December the 1st. And it will continue um, to be in Hearst, Connecticut newspapers every Sunday after that. You know, I'm very excited about that and the opportunity, and I should say because it gives me the opportunity to reconnect with uh, my readers locally and nationwide. And, you know, I'm hoping that they will become listeners of this podcast. You know, when I um, first announced this podcast would be coming, it was actually supposed to start in August. Your readers were kind of pumped about the idea, you know, they even pumped me up about the idea. You know, they sent in topic suggestions as well as places where the conversations could be held. I guess it's fair to say that um, a bit of controversy is coming because the podcast will be an extension of my columns. And I have found that not dressing up the truth brings uh, a lot of scorn, but it also brings a lot of people who are just uh, fed up with political correctness uh, being used as a tool to, you know, to soften the issues that we face rather than just, you know, just laying out the hard truths. And um, because maybe that might ultimately lead us to come to solutions. So, you know, I've been away for four months and I'm returning to print with a fresh perspective on problems that I've written about in the past, you know, such as poverty, you know, housing, you know, corporate greed, loneliness and um, gun violence. You know, I have such a different perspective uh, on that as I have um, gotten around Connecticut here over the last um, four months. You know, then we'll also take on some other, you know, subjects, you know, the usual suspects such as race relations, mental health issues, immigration, crime, you know, and elder abuse. And, you know, truthfully, 
What are probably, um, to me, the three most important topics, at least at least as far as I'm concerned, the ones that really touch me, and that is, you know, the, the plight of children, and that does include foster kids, and your senior citizens and um, veterans. And my opinion on those issues and um, what is uh, affecting them and other issues that I've written about, you know, and how they affect us as a society uh, has not changed um, since I've been away from print. In fact, they've only strengthened because, you know, we've gotten to a point here in America where some things just are not making sense. And um, let me give you a few examples. You know, you know, those yellow ribbons that, you know, we all use to show support of veterans. You know, we slap them on refrigerators on the back of our cars. You know, we wear the yellow ribbons, you know. But, you know, it doesn't stop a veteran, you know, you know, or I should say a, a, a serviceman or woman. It doesn't stop them from escaping poverty. It doesn't stop them from escaping homelessness in a country that they defended. And, you know, we also will explore this uh, mental health crisis uh, among uh, veterans. So veterans are committing suicide at a, you know, just at an un unfathomable rate and we really need to get to the bottom of why the men and women who um, put their lives on the line for us are um, suffering um, so greatly you know, and the other thing that bothers me is you know what is happening to kids man I, you know you know you know Department of Social Services and I'm not really blaming them it is what it is you know we have bad parents bad situations but you know DSS keeps thousands of kids in just bad situations and you know terrible things are happening to them you know and okay there's not too much be um we can do you know as a society but there are a lot of things that we can do and one of the things that we need to do is provide the mental health services to these kids who are being so desperately abused you know, we need to provide the mental health services they need to overcome that, you know, that really bad childhood. You know, because if we don't, then we shouldn't wonder why they turn on societies as adults, you know. And um, the other thing is senior citizens. Man, we have just millions of senior citizens who are just uh, suffering quietly in poverty as the world changes, you know, and... You know, basically it's because they're no longer looked on as an asset. And I find that really, you know, just maddening because, you know, I've written many times and I've said many times, this country crosses the finish line first because of senior citizens. Because those senior citizens were once 20, 30, 40, 50, and 60 years old, strong, you know, able to do the work that was necessary to keep this country going. You know, and, you know, then they get to the end and it's um, really not pleasant, folks. You know, it's just not pleasant. So, you know, Real Talk is a podcast about real people and the conversation is about dealing with real life. And the only way to keep it real, you know, at least in my opinion, is by bringing the conversation down to earth. And you do that by turning the mic over to everyday people. That is you, that is me, your next door neighbor, my next door neighbor. Here at Real Talk, Real People, we want to know what do you think? What do you recommend we do about the problems and issues that we, you know, that we face? We are the engines 
and the fuel that keeps America going. We are the ones who are faced with the um, problems. Therefore, you know, it must, it's up to us to find the solutions. And we are faced with many challenges, you know, as a people. So far, we've talked to Susan Schroeder and her son, Ian, and they're both um, from New Haven County. And we talked to them about um, universal basic income. And for those of you who don't know what that is, you should. It's simply because the man who is proposing um, universal basic income is Andrew, presidential candidate Andrew Yang. He is proposing to give every adult in America over the age of 18 a thousand dollars a month to do with as they please. It is Yang's position that by taking some of the financial worry off people and kind of, you know, closing that income gap, um, you know, people will take better care of themselves. You know, I don't know if what Yang is saying, you know, is is right or wrong, but I do think that people need to listen to his message because he is one of the top five presidential candidates. And regardless to how well we think this um, country is doing, I will say that we have 3.5% unemployment, uh, an unemployment rate. Um, the lowest has been, uh, my understanding, in, I don't know, decades. And 40% of people are on, of Americans are on, are on food stamps. So, I mean, we might want to really think, um, think about that. And um, we've had some, um, uh, conversa- we had a conversation with um, Jimmy Cave. He's a um, 29-year-old Shelton resident. And um, he was sentenced to 20 years in jail, you know, when he was 17. He committed um, just a bad crime. And he got a second chance under the revamped juvenile justice bill and um, in the years since his release he really has excelled under the guidance of John Milley and the family reentry of Bridgeport you know he's just really um, done well and it really just shows that when resources are in place and people reach out and care lives can change man and you know let's face it that just makes it better here for us here in Connecticut when we take these young men and um, put them back and help them get back into mainstream society and they become productive citizens. I mean, that's just a win-win for everyone. And, you know, we also explored mental health in the black community with Raisha Bevins, you know, and she spent 12 years working as a social worker and she saw how things began and the outcome of, of many things. And we, you know, we were joined by Louis L. Reed, and um, he works for an organization called, uh, let's see, Hashtag Cut 50. And that's a a bipartisan nationwide criminal justice uh, reform initiative. You know, we discussed the, uh, the role of mental health as it is related to domestic violence and drug addiction. And um, we explored, you know, what we could do as a society to kind of even the odds, um, so to speak. So, you know, we're a beginning podcast. And as we find our way, we are already talking about issues and significant issues that impact our lives. And coming up on Real Talk, Real People, we're going to continue the discussion on elder abuse and what could be done to help keep seniors safe as um, the country's population grows older. I'm not sure, you know, if you know the work of the Connecticut Health Investigative Team. They, you know, they're also known as CHIT, 
and they really put together some excellent uh, reports, disturbing, but excellent reports, you know, and they and that really show that, you know, even se- seniors, even seniors in places where they are supposed to be safe, you know, they face abuse from neglect and, uh, you know, and a whole lot of other mishaps such as medication um, screw ups and so forth. So, you know, we're going to take a real serious look at that. We're going to look at black conservatives, which is, a, you know, pretty much, um, you know, I'm on that bandwagon, you know, and, you know, I don't know if people recognize this, but, you know, because blacks are so identified with the Democratic Party, but there is a whole movement underfoot, particularly by young blacks who are turning more toward the conservative side. And um, we want to and, you know, we want to talk about that. We want to talk about that new message that they're delivering um, to other blacks. And, you know, are the Dems in trouble? You know, well, they are they going to lose the support of um, a, a good chunk of um, black voters? And I guess that's something we're going to have to wait and, and find out. You know, we're going to discuss other things, too. You know, the usual suspects, you know, tolls, gun violence and gun control. You know, we'll talk a, a little bit about child care and race relations. And um, we'll delve into a little bit about um, loneliness, which is, you know, just a major problem. And um, affordable housing. It's going to be a huge conversation here because the word affordable has become a joke or maybe they need to go back and look up the definition of um, what is affordable because I'm finding too many people, or I should say for too many people, you know, parking spaces, you know, rundown motels, you know, and single room occupancies. That's the new affordable space uh, for many people. You know, but also want to point out that not all social issues are negative. You know, there are plenty of good things happening and uh, many people of all ages and of all races, you know, um, who are making a difference. And uh, we will put the spotlight on some of them. I'm real big on volunteers. I don't think they really get the their due. But if you look around, if it was not for volunteers, man, we would really be seriously challenged as a society to uh, to get some things done. And, you know, finally, a column that had been a favorite of mine and of readers that I hope will now become a favorite um, with listeners. I called it my pet peeves, and it was my opportunity to have a say about the day-to-day things that, you know, bug me, such as, you know, calling businesses and, you know, um, so forth. And it it really caught on with readers. um, And, you know, they got into, you know, the swing of things, you know, letting me know what was bugging them. And we sounded off on pretty much everything from um, bad manners to bad driving um, to fake advertising. And, you know, we bemoaned the days when a telephone conversation was uh, private. You know, I, I think I feel like a lot of people, I really want those telephone booths to come back, you know, so those conversations can remain private, you know, and, um, you know, we also ranted about corporations and um, the role that they have, you know, um, you know, the the role they have taken to um, destroy the American dream for so many people by, you know, putting profits above people. And my gripe this time around will be about corporations and their affiliates. We're going to talk about what I consider to be the legal scams that are allowed to go unchallenged every day. And, you know, those alleged 
this call may be recorded for training purposes or uh, whatever the case may be. You know, it starts every call you make to an agency, a government agency or a business. That's what it starts to call. You may this call may be recorded. Well, I'm just going to go on record as saying I think they're bogus. I don't think they um, they are we are being recorded at all unless we are making threats. Other than that, I don't think the conversations are being recorded at all. But we're going to put them to a test. So I'm really excited about this marriage between my column and my podcast. And I'm feeling pretty good that you are now going to be able to read me on Sundays and start your week by listening to me on Mondays. And um, the reason why I feel pretty good about it is because it is, as I've always said, history proves it is only by coming together that we can find solutions. So start your Mondays with real talk, real people, and let's see if we can find solutions to some of the problems we face today. Have a good week, folks. We'll talk again next week.